Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy. church family. Hopefully everybody is tuning in from home. I saw a couple uh, logging in earlier. How is everybody? I have missed you guys. Come on, wake up people. Don't make me make you do some nazarcising this morning to get your blood pumping, all right? Um, Sorry I missed you guys last week. Saw it online. Looks like you had a great service with Pastor David, other than my sound people forgetting to give him a microphone, but you know, hey, whatever. Um, But I feel like I need to change my name today, and I, I'm so sorry we don't have Dorothy and Jeannie with us this morning, because we have determined we are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because we felt like Friday coming out of quarantine, we had walked out of that fiery furnace, I'm just telling you, all right? You know, I have to admit, I did find last week, I, I see what is so tempting to stay home and worship, because it's kind of nice when you're in your jammies and... I got to sit on the back porch. I was singing at the top of my lungs. And as you guys know, that's not a very public thing to do. But nobody was around. Only problem is maybe if one of the deer camp boys was in the stand that's just below my house, well, I bet they did not. Well, I didn't hear no guns going off. Let me just say that. So, But that, you know, when you need to refill your coffee cup, you get up and do it. You know, I was like, "I, I I can see the draw to that. But man, I missed being with you. And it was bittersweet when Thomas did the video call while y'all were having lunch and y'all were all out there giggling and just having a great time. And I was at home eating my sandwich. So um, I missed you guys. There's, there's just nothing that replaces fellowshipping together, being together in the house of the Lord. Um, what a privilege that we have This morning, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1. We are going to take a couple of weeks and kind of walk through this letter Paul had, Ephesians chapter 1. And by the way, I forgot to mention, as we were talking about quarantine, you'll see a vehicle at the parsonage for the next week and a half. That would be my son. He's back. Yes. Y'all remember that video, right, that I promised him he would come back from college. Well, he's back. Um, he's doing fine. It was just protocol. He, one of his friends does have COVID and, and actually was not doing very well the other night. He was on the verge of having to go to the hospital because his fever was getting so high. Um, and, you know, Alex was walking outside and didn't have a mask on while they were walking across campus. So he got thrown in that quarantine group. Um, but again, kind of like, you know, Alvin, he's already midway into this and doing fine. Um, we, we put him in the parsonage, not because we didn't want him home, but because he needs the internet access to continue his virtual online school. They've got it where they don't even miss a beat. They keep going, you know. Um, so you'll see that. And by the way, ladies, and I might even say Miss Dorothy specific, he said, anybody that would like to drop him off any goodies or food, just leave it at the door. He will gladly accept. So yeah, yeah. He, he's not shy one bit about that. I'm just telling you. So at that, you know, maybe, maybe we all, Miss Dorothy, just all of our doors, just drop it off. You know, we, we kind of miss your food at our gatherings. And Thomas will stay home a day or two if he got Miss Dorothy's drop off. I got you. I got you. All right. So we're in Ephesians chapter one. Now, this letter is not, you know, 
we think it's given just to the Ephesian, the, the church at Ephesi, but actually this was probably a letter that Paul intended to be circulated. Um, maybe it was sent to this church, but it was, it's written in a manner that it was intended as a circulation type letter to other churches. That's pretty important because that means it's good stuff for you and me. He thought this was good stuff for the church in general. So Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 15. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Lord, this is your word alive and active. May it come into our hearts today and change who we are because of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's break this apart a little bit. This is Paul's prayer. He starts out with a prayer for the church. And he starts out with how thankful he is. And as I read through this, I thought, you know, this is almost a prayer. I think I could walk these aisles as I pray when I come up here and pray. Because I'm always thanking God for each of you as I imagine your faces. It's been harder since we moved the pews. I don't know about how your brain works, but I had you guys in your assigned seats. And when we shifted the pews, that messed up my, my prayer walk in here. I have to reach, and especially when y'all move each week, when you come in and somebody done stole your seat, right? Because it's first come, first basis right now, right? Um, but, I, you know, when I walk, I, I give thanks for every person God puts in this flock from our community, for the ones online that we may never actually see physically, but then he actually lists out, he tells them things that he is asking God to do in each of us, in the body of believers. So in verse 17, he starts out, he's, he, he's asking for spiritual wisdom and insight so that you may grow in your knowledge of God. What does that mean? It means that Paul was saying, he's praying for you to have a deeper knowledge of who God is. You know, this goes beyond just showing up to church on Sunday and having a good service with me. That's fine and dandy. This is, this is about you going home and growing in your knowledge. Taking whatever we hear today, meditating on it throughout the week maybe, but then you actually doing your own reading in the Word to test out. Did BJ really tell me what, what this really means? Is this the right, you know... Don't always just think I know what I'm talking about. I'm giving you my best interpretation. 
But God can change how you hear it. That's why when I pray, God, open their ears. Because there's 30, 40 something ears in here that you each can hear a different message today. That's how alive and active his word is. And Paul says, I want you to grow in that. I want you to grow beyond just showing up and hearing me read a letter to you. I want you to grow in your knowledge. You see, in our jobs, I don't know, you guys tell me, in your jobs, do you have to do training to kind of stay on top of whatever your area is, right? I know Thomas, he always grumbles when they have to do their little online training stuff. I have to do it. You know, right now I'm, I'm finishing up, still doing my actual coursework. I'm on the last two classes. Please pray for me. Woohoo. But then when I'm done, when I graduate out of that and I get ordained next summer, I still will have to every year do certain, like, go to conferences or right now it's webinars or, you know, we have to get so many hours to show that lifelong learning is what we call it. Teachers, don't really get a, a summer off because they're constantly in workshops to stay on top of things. That's what Paul is praying for you, church. He's saying, I want you to continue to grow. I want you to continue to expand your knowledge of who God is and what he has for you. So he's wanting our faith to grow. You know, the thing that came to my mind is that salvation is not the finish line. It's the starting line. You see, so many times we live our life like salvation, that moment we accept Jesus Christ, like that's the finish line, like I've arrived, this is, this is it, right? No, actually that's just your starting line. You've accepted Christ, now grow. Because what does Paul tell us in other letters? Run the race, Right? And so he's asking us to, he's asking God to give spiritual wisdom, to continue to enlighten us, to grow us, church. And that's an individual thing that you're responsible for. You know, we talked to, um, I started to say Wednesday night, Bible study has been a nightmare with BJ on quarantine because of technology has just not worked with us at all. I, I don't even know. It has been so struggling different, you know, my phone wouldn't work one Wednesday, then the computer wouldn't work when I tried to switch it, and then uh, this week couldn't get it uploaded. That's how Satan fights us. Do you all know that? He'll use that kind of stuff against us, because I was ready to give up Thursday even trying to upload that video you guys watched, and that was the moment Alex called me with, hey, mom, I'm coming home, and, you know, kind of put everything on hold while we were trying to figure that out. And while I was talking to him, I looked at my screen and I said, praise Jesus. I said, my video just uploaded. Took me almost two hours to get that thing. I don't even know why. Don't even know why it took that long. But we talked in this week about um, honoring our mothers and fathers. And all the parents said, yeah. But you need to go back and listen to this message. Because we also talked about the responsibility of mom and dad teaching the kids about God. So when Paul is praying, God, give them spiritual wisdom, help them to grow. That means us adults, we have a responsibility of passing this on to our children. They're learning from us as they're watching us. And then Paul goes on, he says, God, I also, he said, Lord, give them spiritual wisdom. I want them to grow, Lord. He said, but Lord, I need you to fill them with hope. Oh, we live in a world right now, we need hope. Do we not, church? We need hope. 
I know you're sick of masks. I know you're sick of COVID. And unfortunately, that don't make it go away. It doesn't. We don't know the end result of all of this. We, You know, maybe in two months they'll say, hallelujah, it's done for whatever reason. And maybe in a year. We don't know. So we need hope to pick us up on these days. You know, and I... When I spent my time with LaVon, I'm just like, I'm human like the rest of you guys. And I hit that point of just being slacked, letting my guard down just for a moment, trying to just love on somebody, right? We've all done it, just showed up to that family event or hugged somebody because we just know they need that hug. That's what I did. I let my guard down. And then I was like, oh, nuts. The one time I let my guard down. Really? But we need hope right now. And Paul says, Lord, I need you to to fill their hearts, flood it with light. I love that. Hearts that will be flooded with light so that they can understand the confident hope that has been given to us that are called. You know, it's easy for us to hear the negative side of everything right now. That we are disgusted with COVID. We are disgusted with voting. We are disgusted with just everything. Like I don't even want to turn on the news anymore. I don't even want to look at Facebook headlines anymore, right? It's not fun (laughs) anymore. There is that negative side. But as believers in Jesus Christ, we are the light in a dark world. And that's what Paul is asking. Flood their hearts with the light, Lord, so that they understand the hope. Where does our hope come from? From Jesus Christ. From Jesus Christ. My hope is in the King of Kings. My hope lies in Jesus and what he did for me. And no one can take that away. Not a Republican, not a Democrat, not a virus disease. Jesus is my hope. Again, remember salvation, not the finish line. It's the starting line. Where are we racing to? I'm racing home now. I'm racing home, but I want to take as many people with me as I can get on board. Because this is not my home. I'm headed there. Who wants to go with me? Raise your hand high if you want to go. All right, let's get on the Jesus bus together. And my two people just thought of Mexico Jesus bus, and it had a hole in the floor, and you might fall out, so be careful. Yeah, okay, ask them about that story on that trip. (laughs) Pastor Jesus, that was the Jesus bus, wasn't it? Pastor Jesus, so... The next thing Paul said, he said, I want them to understand, okay, they have this hope, but look at verse um, 19. He said, I want them to understand this incredible greatness of God's power. And it's the same power, verse 20, that raised Christ from the dead. Can you wrap your head around that this morning? That our hope in Jesus includes the same power that lifted Jesus' body out of that tomb. Now, that's some powerful stuff. I don't know about you guys, but I haven't brought anybody back to life lately. I haven't done that. But that power lives in me. And it lives in you. That's some incredible stuff. And I don't think we live to our full potential at all when we forget that that same power lives in us because it tells me it's for all believers in Jesus Christ. That's an incredible thing. That is something to shout about. That is something to share with people. 
That is something that makes us different from every other religion in the world, is that resurrecting power of the Holy Spirit that lives in each of us. And then I love verse 21 when he says, he is above, well, some people, and maybe he's above that side and maybe not that. No, he's above all. He is above all and any ruler, authority, power, or leader, or anything else. I love that. Just Let's just cap it off. Anything else. In other words, I can't even make this list long enough to include it because Christ is above all. So when we wake up November 4th, there's going to be a side that's disappointed and a side that feels like they won. We've already won because Christ is above all. Even if we don't understand the results November 4th, Christ is above all. He is still in control of his body of believers. Do you understand that? Maybe he, maybe he's letting some crazy things happen. It, it's so funny that at, at one point in 2020, I hit a brick wall that I'm like, God, I'm just over this. I'm done. Come on, Jesus. Come on back home. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. But now as we're rolling towards the end of it, I've sat and just started listing the things I've been thankful for. I'm, I'm thankful for 2020. What? How? Yeah, I'm sad. We, we lost graduation things, which, you know, hopefully she'll get to graduate here in December. They're going to let them come back and walk with them. But, you know, we lost that moment. We all can list the, those moments we've lost. But what did 2020 give us? You know, I feel like we are a closer body in this church because of 2020. Because we've had to go visit people. We've had to check on people. You've actually called some people. Like you had to actually probably relearn how to make a phone call because we got so used to just texting, right? It was like, wait, wait, how do I dial this thing? I don't even, where's the rotary, right? <laughs> Anybody even remember what a rotary phone is? Yeah. <laughs> I think I still have one in the shed, right? We, we forget those things. But when we understand that Christ is above all, it lifts our hope up. It makes me remember my hope is not because I'm a Nazarene. Guess what? There's going to be other denominations with us in heaven. Just preparing you for that one, okay? Just so you know. I don't want you to freak out when you get to heaven and go, what? They went to that other church. (laughs) But they believed in Jesus just like you did. My hope is not because I'm an American. Guess what? You're going to see nationalities from all around the world in heaven with you. That's one of the coolest things about General Assembly. That's one of those things 2020 took from us. We had General Assembly this summer. Or next summer, I'm sorry, next summer. And they've already canceled it. And it's so cool when you go to General Assembly and there are people from every nation there. Like you can be sitting in a group of people and singing a song and have no idea what anybody is singing around you because they're singing it in their language. It's, it's better than going to Disney World. Because if you've been to Disney, that's what Disney's like too, you know? So, so my hope is not because I'm an American. My hope is not because I back a certain candidate for the election. My hope is in Jesus Christ. Church, grab onto that. You're going to need it in the next couple of weeks. 
I want you to post nothing but that on your Facebook the next couple of weeks because that's where our hope comes from. And people need to see that from the church. They don't need to see our political views and our anger and our angst. They need to see our hope and our light in Jesus Christ. Because if they don't see it in you and me, they're not going to want it. Do you understand? We're the hands and the feet of Jesus. We are the body. You know, no one denies that we live in a broken world. And the problem is, since the moment it was broken, we keep trying to fix it. You know, if if I just had more money, it'd get easier. If we just pass some more laws, life gets better. More everything. If we just did this, if we just got rid of these masks, we'd still be grumpy people. We just going to see it on your face now. Right? Masks are good for covering that up, ain't it? <laughs> we make all kinds of faces all the time, right? Yeah, everybody's looking at their spouses in here like, mm, yeah, they don't even know. Christ is our hope above all things. It's kind of like spinning a plate. I remember I did a message a long time ago, I think it was for women's ministry, about how our life gets off balanced. And we're all the time trying to fix it. If I do this, if I just go to this, if I if I can just have this kind of vacation, man, I'd relax. No, you won't. Vacations kill you. <laughs> you have to have a vacation from a vacation sometimes. The only way to balance, put Christ in the center of everything. Problem is we're living like Christ is a part of life. He should be life. That's why Paul says, I want you to grow. I want you to understand. I want you to have more spiritual wisdom. Because verse 23 says, Christ is the center. The church is the body. He is the head. He's the head of the church. We're the body. You know, let me read you. I love this. I found this in this commentary this week. This legend. Take glasses off. This is little print that I can't read. And it says God's plan is for the one in this one world is that we become the hands of the church. Listen to this illustration. There's a legend which tells how Jesus went back to heaven after his time on earth. Even in heaven, he bore upon him the marks of the cross. The angels were talking to him and Gabriel said, Master, you might have suffered terribly for men and women down there. I did, said Jesus. And said Gabriel, do they all know about how you loved them and what you did for them? Oh no, Jesus said, not yet. Just now only a few in Palestine know about it. Well, what have you done, said Gabriel, to let everyone know about it? Jesus answered, I've asked Peter and James and John and a few others to make it the business of their lives to tell others about me. And the others, still others, and yet others until the furthest person on the widest circle knows what I have done. Gabriel looked very doubtful, for he knew well that what poor stuff human beings can be made of. Yes, he said, but what if Peter and James and John, what if they grow tired? What if the people who come after them forget about it? What if way down in the 21st century, people just don't tell others about you? Haven't you made any other plans? 
to fix this? And Jesus answered, I haven't made any other plans. I'm counting on them. Church, he's counting on you and me. Think on that for a minute. We are the body, the plan that God has. Not because he needs us. It's just the plan he created for us to be the body. Think on that for just a moment. That made me stop and think, what if those apostles had just went back to their life? Wow, that was a a good time with Jesus. And man, we learned some stuff, didn't we? And then they just went back to fishing and doing their thing. Back to being a tax collector and doing their thing. It was cool while it lasted. Church, what if that's us? What if we show up every Sunday and go, wow, that was a good service. Man, Brittany just rocked our world with that music, and wow, that's wow. And, and, and that just touched the soul what the message was today, but then we walk out of here and we do nothing with it. The plan is for you and I to be the ones that tell others about Jesus. That's why Paul said we need more spiritual wisdom. We need to grow. We need to know where our hope is. Why? So we can tell others. You know, we like to say, I've been hearing this sort of repeated this week in different things where people will say, you know, well, Jesus is with me. Jesus loves me. I don't want him to be something attached to you. I want him to lead you. I want him to direct you in all that you do. My question this morning, are you ready to surrender? Maybe you've never made that first step of truly saying, I need a Savior. You, you haven't approached that starting line yet and said, Jesus, I, I'm sorry for living life my way. And maybe today that concept has changed your way of thinking of like, oh, that was the starting line, not the finish line? Really? So you need to surrender everything in your life. You're tired. Some of you walked in here and I saw it in the eyeballs over the mask. Life is wearing you down. Surrender. Let Jesus lead. Stop trying to always drag him along with you. and Let him lead. Stand with me this morning, church. I want you to search your hearts. I don't want you to leave this place until you've had a conversation with God this morning. I want you to remember what Paul has, has prayed over us this morning, what he's asked. He said, God, give them spiritual wisdom. So maybe that's you this morning. If it is, just, just tap a hand up real quick. God, I need your wisdom. I need to grow. Yes. Maybe this morning Paul asked, Lord, can you just fill them with hope? And this morning you're tired and you say, yeah, I need to remember where my hope is this morning. Pop your hand up and, and let me know that. Maybe this morning uh, you just want to bow before and realize, Christ, you are above all things. The things I have been worried about, Lord, the things I've been so worried about this election, Lord, I've been so worried about this virus, Lord, I'm so worried about this doctor's appointment, Lord, but God, you are above all things. Raise a hand if that's what you need this morning in that prayer. And maybe this morning you say, I need to surrender to Jesus and let him lead me. If that's you, raise your hand this morning and we'll pray for that. Dear Heavenly Father, we come this morning hearts wide open. Lord, as we've learned before where we hold out everything in us, God, maybe somebody in here today, you need to surrender your life 
to Jesus Christ. Not just to get to heaven, but so that you can live like you're going to heaven today. Father, somebody in here needs to surrender that life. And so as we hold out life, may we just flip those hands upside down and give it all to you this morning. Father, we, we've been trying to pull you along. We've, we've asked you to bless our lives. We've asked you to bless everything we do. But God, maybe we need to listen to what you want for us. Because Lord, you have a plan and a purpose. You reminded us this morning, your plan is for us to be the ones that tell people about Jesus. God, may we not fail in that because somebody's soul is depending on that. May we be bold. God, I pray a boldness. May the Holy Spirit lift somebody up this morning and make them bold enough to tell the story of Jesus Christ. We know what it is. He was God that came to earth. He walked on this earth. He died on the cross for our sins. Perfect, but taking our sin. They buried him, and three days later, he rose from the dead. And the same power that rose him from the dead now lives inside of me. And may that give me the boldness to tell people of the hope and the light that I have and to share how he's changed my life so that he can change others. God, give your body that boldness today. Father, we love you. Thank you. Thank you for wanting to do ministry with us. Thank you for including in us in that. Thank you for not leaving us alone, that we have the Holy Spirit with us. And God, that gives me more hope than anything, that I am never alone by myself. These past couple of weeks, Lord, I I felt what it was to be alone. And God, I don't like it. And I had to remind myself that you were right there with me, whatever was going to happen. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the testimonies of praise that we've heard today. But God, we ask that you be with the ones that are uh, still at home, the ones that are still ill. And God, may your Holy Spirit, you're the great physician. May you touch them and lift them today. God, we love you. May we never forget to tell you that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Church, I love you. Please remember to text me. And let me know that you're doing a trunk. I want as many trunks or or tailgates that we can get lined up on uh, Saturday. Remember to try to be here and ready for it to start at 4 o'clock. Have a blessed day and go bless somebody else today. Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved.